Welcome to Bill for Battle and the Weekly Briefing. I'm your host, John Newton. This week, gratitude. So what really is gratitude? It seems to me that for most of us, expressing gratitude has become synonymous with being thankful. Right? I mean, we're all taught to say please and thank you, to show appreciation for gifts or acts of kindness. And this is typically associated with a person or an event and is based on a moment in time or a positive feeling like celebrating Christmas, uh, you know, when we get all those gifts or getting home from work and dinner's ready or on the odd chance that the kids actually clean their room. Who, who am I kidding? That, that never happens. But, but I would definitely be thankful if it did. Or, or maybe something bigger like buying a new house or, or having a baby. Of course, we're thankful for those gestures. All of those positive experiences are great. But is that really gratitude or, or is that thankfulness? And is there even a difference? Well, according to our good friends at Webster's Dictionary, gratitude is this. It is the quality of being thankful, a readiness to show appreciation. Both quality and readiness refer to something inherent or always there, not time or situationally dependent. If you're ready, you're in a suitable state for action. You don't have to wait to be ready. You just are. It's just something that's there all the time. It's ready to be expressed. Another definition for gratitude is this. It's the state of being grateful. Simple and to the point, and, and there's that word again, state. Okay, so it looks like gratitude can either be a quality or a state. So what is a quality, and, and what's the difference between that and a state? Well, quality is a distinctive attribute or characteristic possessed by somebody. Now, possessed is another way to say that it's inherent, it's owned, it's, it's always there. A state, on the other hand, is the particular condition that someone or something is in during a specific period of time. So it sounds like being thankful is actually more situationally and time frame based, whereas gratitude is an attribute. It's something that is more permanent. It's something that's always there. We say thank you, but we are grateful. Gratitude is not merely saying thank you or, or telling someone you appreciate what they did. That may be the outward expression of gratitude, but it's actually much deeper than that. Gratitude is a quality of a person, not a momentary act or expression done by a person. It's inherently who they are all the time. It's a quality much like truthfulness or courage. It's either something you are or you aren't. It's literally how a person lives their life and how they interpret and understand everything that happens in their life, negative or positive. The Bible talks about gratitude this way. I know what it is to be in need, and I have known what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. That word content is another way to say grateful. This was written by the Apostle Paul, who... If you're familiar with the New Testament, you know that he understood both plenty and want. Paul started out as Saul, a wealthy and powerful member of the elites of his day. He hated Christians so much that he actually oppressed and victimized them. That was literally his job. That is, until he became one. He converted to Christianity and ironically spent the rest of his life being persecuted by the very same people he had previously worked with. He was imprisoned at least three times. He was shipwrecked on an island for several months. He was bitten by a poisonous snake, and he dealt with more misery and misfortune than you would wish on your worst enemy, and ultimately he was martyred for his faith. This guy knew need and plenty. He knew what it was to have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. But what was his secret? How was he able to be content, to be grateful no matter what happened to him? 
How was he able to have that inherent quality of gratitude? Well, he tells us later in his own words. He says, I can do all things through him who strengtheneth me. The him is God. Paul knows that no matter what happens, no matter what situation he's in, good or bad, God will give him the strength to survive it. That is the core of his being. It's who he is. And because of that, he can look at even the worst times and situations in his life as an opportunity to learn, to love, and to minister. And not as a reason or excuse to blame, become angry, and lash out. So how do we incorporate that into our lives today, right now? Well, maybe we need to change how we look at those things in our lives, especially those things that we traditionally would consider bad or difficult. You see, that is when we learn and grow. That is when we are stretched and gain insight. And that is how we become battle-tested and ready. But what does that really look like? How do we do that day-to-day? Developing the quality of gratitude starts as a discipline. It starts as a behavior. It's something we have to be conscious of and actively work to do. Now, I believe that we are never given more than we can handle. Like like Paul, I believe that God will always provide a way. But that doesn't mean it's easy or painless. It's initially something we have to practice, especially when it's hard. It's easy to be grateful when things are going well, when you're not tired or frustrated. But how do you respond when you're tired or frustrated, when somebody is on your nerves? And what does that even mean? Can somebody really be on your nerves? Doesn't that really mean that we've just given someone else the power to dictate our mood? Or is it really more that we're just blaming someone else for our lack of self-discipline or self-control? Our choice to let how we are feeling in that particular moment change our state, our mood. Or maybe more truthfully, it's just reflecting our true character. If we are truly grateful, that is, if, if gratitude is a trait, a characteristic, it's, if it's who we are, then would we really get upset at the slightest thing, would our first reaction be to get annoyed? So, for example, in my life, the day before Thanksgiving this year, I was running around doing a thousand things. I had a million errands to do, and I was in a hurry, and I was stressed out. I had an appointment at noon, but at 10.45, I decided to try and squeeze in one more stop. Now, because I was in such a hurry, I rushed out of a parking space, and I didn't wait for the person next to me to totally clear out of that spot. And a few minutes later, I scared the you-know-what out of a couple trying to make it through a crosswalk as I motored through on my way home. Now, in both instances, they let me know with disapproving looks that they clearly didn't appreciate my haste to get where I was going. My first reaction was to get annoyed, to blame them, and to make an excuse for myself. Maybe it was their fault, maybe it wasn't. Either way, it doesn't really matter. I could have and should have responded from gratitude not reacted to or blamed them, and certainly not spent the rest of the day, like I did, ruminating how I had been wronged. What a waste of time, time that I never get back, and time that I spent frustrated and annoyed instead of happy, content, and grateful, not in the present, and not able to engage with my wife and my family. I really don't have a great excuse like Paul. I wasn't in prison. I wasn't shipwrecked. I hadn't been bitten by a snake. I just wanted to grab some donuts for my kids and make it to my 12 o'clock appointment. Instead, I allowed myself to get frustrated and to completely get out of a state of gratitude. It was only after several days of reflection and working on this podcast that I was actually able to look at that day, those circumstances, and take responsibility for both my part in the frustration and the reaction of those other people that day, and resolve how I would respond in the future to situations like that, how I would stay in a state of gratitude. It's funny how God doesn't make you wait long to be put to the test. A couple of days later, I was taking my son to school. I was at a four-way stop, and I thought it was my turn to go, so I went. Unfortunately, I didn't see another car that was turning at the same time, and I pulled out right in front of them. 
They, of course, honked, I swerved, and we avoided crashing into one another. My initial reaction, again, was to get mad, to blame them, to honk back. That's how I wanted to react. That was my go-to response. That was my first thought. But this time, I slowed down. I held it together, and I paused for just a moment. And in that moment, I thought about gratitude. I really did. I thought about the fact that because they honked, we didn't hit. Because they honked, we didn't crash. That because we didn't collide, nobody got hurt. We were all okay. We weren't going to have to call the police, the insurance company, etc., etc., etc. And then there was my son sitting in the seat next to me. If I had honked back, if I would got mad at them, maybe said a few choice words, what example would I have set for him? What would I have taught him in that moment? Certainly not gratitude. So, as luck would have it, we ended up next to that very same car at the stoplight. And I just felt like I had to apologize. I had to say thank you. So I did. Much to the embarrassment of my son, I rolled down my window and so did the driver who, at this point, wasn't very pleased with me. When their window was finally down, the first thing I did was tell them I was sorry. That I was sorry that I had pulled out in front of them and thanked them for being alert and letting me know they were there. They were initially a little taken aback, but within a few seconds, their mood had totally changed. Their guard was no longer up, and they thanked me as well. We smiled at each other, and we pulled away from the light. Now, I have no idea how the rest of their day went. I pray it went well. I pray that they got to where they were going safely and in good spirits, not lamenting the jerk who'd pulled out in front of them that morning. I hope they were able to be present and in the moment of whatever they were doing or wherever they were going. For me, though, it dramatically changed my day for the good. First, I prove to myself that I can practice what I'm preaching. You know, that's one of my biggest fears. It's the main reason I've spent most of my life running from God's call on my life. I'm afraid to be a hypocrite. I'm afraid to talk about something or give advice, to preach, if you will, and then not be able to do it myself, to be a failure. But this time, in this moment, on this day, I did it. I stayed grateful, and that was an amazing feeling. Also, and probably more importantly, I showed my son, without him even realizing it, what true gratitude is, and that we can choose to respond from a state of gratitude, even if it initially takes work. Now, to be fair, since then, I couldn't count the number of times I've slipped out of gratitude, I've failed, gotten frustrated, and chosen to respond poorly. I am a work in progress, just like everybody else, and I am finally realizing, believing, and internalizing the idea that I don't have to be perfect. In fact, I can't. And that's okay. That's what grace and forgiveness is for. I haven't internalized gratitude yet. It's still a state I can slip into and out of. But the more I'm aware of my responses to simple day-to-day situations, the more I see just how pervasive the mindset of gratitude, or in my case, lack thereof, is. I see how far away I am. But that realization has also challenged me to get better every day, in every situation, literally moment by moment. That's the discipline. That's the way we initially get into a state of gratitude. And that's the mindset change that ultimately leads us to internalizing the quality of gratitude. Not just some of the time, but all of the time. Norman Vincent Peale, the author of Positive Thinking, put it this way. The more you practice the art of thankfulness, the more you have to be thankful for. So in essence, the more we practice gratitude, the more grateful we are. So let's practice the art of gratefulness. Let's work to be grateful, and let's look at our world through the lens of gratitude. You know, maybe the next time you find yourself in a challenging situation and you want to get mad or lash out, you'll pause for just a moment 
And you'll do your best to find one thing that you can be grateful for instead of angry about. How different will you feel? How different will your day be? How different will the day of the people you interact with be? Remember, the journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step, but you have to take that first step. You have to start today. Look for reasons to be grateful, not excuses to be annoyed. And who knows just how different your journey will be. If you like this content, if you got something out of it, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, forward this to a friend or multiple friends or all of your friends. That really helps us out. Also, check out our website at imb4b.com. That's I-A-M-B, the number four, b.com. There you'll find tons more content and links to all of our social media. There's also a link to our merch store. So if you want to show the world that you're built for battle, you can pick up some hats or a shirt or all kinds of different stuff. I think we have some stuff out for the holidays now as well. It's constantly changing. It changes every day. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate you being here. And remember, you were built for this.